0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon, and I am your host with the most. Session 98 today. I've got Tristan Gatto on the show, super cool teacher from Los Angeles. Uh, the guy's awesome. He's been doing uh, well. He's been teaching yoga for quite a while, but he also um, has started to include his uh, knowledge of physical therapy. He worked uh, at a physical therapist office uh, for quite a while, and he's just doing some really cool stuff with um, biomechanics and um, and yoga together. And he's also doing a lot of really cool stuff to help support teachers um, be more sustainable teachers. So teaching them different skills to um, get different clients and to retain clients by these anatomical stuff that he's teaching. So super, 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 super cool to have him um, on the show. And um, just a quick little note, we're almost at episode 100. And as I'm sitting here recording this intro, I'm just like, "What? how did this happen? But um, I would just want to thank everyone that has been listening to the show, You know, whether this is your first time or this is your hundredth time. Like I, I just really can't say thank you enough for supporting um, what I thought would be a cool project a few years ago. Um, the show is always looking for support. It's just the way that it works. If anyone knows how a podcast goes, we don't have any main sponsors on this show. It's just straight up content delivered to you guys that um, that I want to give. Um, so we do ask for some support in a couple ways. Uh, you can do a financial donation. Or you can do like a one time, or you can do like a recurring, um, and it's through our donor box link below. Um, and then the other way that you can do it is through leaving a comment um, on iTunes, uh, and that helps just uh, get the show into the ranks. Um, ideally we're trying to get the show sustainable on itself um, so that we can continue to produce this awesome content um, and uh, yeah hopefully get to episode 200 at some point Um, as always i wanted to shout out to our friends over at um, sf yoga mag they're just beyond great and supportive and um, yeah without further ado here comes session 98 with tristan gatto thanks guys for all the love Hey Tristan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm actually. Um, I've I've created a nice little um, late night. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the show, it's late night, and Tristan and I are recording. And so I've got a candle lit. I've got some tea. I've got some dim lighting.
1: It's kind of funny because I definitely have the same thing. <laughs> I've got my um, Himalayan salt lamp in my room. <laughs> I've got the uh, selenite lamp as well. Cause I just found those. Okay. And, uh, it's really, really great.
0: Shit yoga teachers do when they podcast.
1: <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm all about like peaceful energy in your room. I have plants around my room. Like I just got a whole wall of, um, air plants. Yeah. They're really, yeah. really great for oxygen. So more oxygen releasing at night is, uh, equal to better sleep.
0: I, I'm more of like an, an an aggressive kind of feeling in my room. I like to be really just like distracted and uncomfortable the entire time.
1: (laughs) But you know, but people do that though. They don't realize that their surroundings can actually affect them. Like even their sleeping, like you're sleeping in like dirty sheets and you've got clutter everywhere. You don't realize like how that just can impact you.
0: That would, it would drive me insane. I don't know. For me, I'm very, uh, like I'm very nesty. And so I like my home to feel very homey and be, be very comfortable. And, um, yeah, the whole plant Same. situation, the whole plant situation is actually, it's not a situation. It's a problem. Now at my house, there's way too many. Yeah. I've got like 45. Yeah. It's, it's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive.
1: <laughs> well, hashtag, well I'm, why I'm single.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not thing, no <laughs> so, you know i've kind of gotten like i've gotten on this whole plant daddy train though like it suits me and I, i'm into it and I'm, I'm just gonna stick and roll with it for a little while
1: hey i'm into it I'm yeah. the judgment on my part
0: they don't talk back to me so it's great yeah
1: we can notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um There's, I mean, there's so much I want to unpack with you, Tristan. Uh, We have, I mean, we really just literally started talking online and we happen to have some mutual friends and it kind of just started to, to like with some of the, some of the guests on the show, there's been like a lot of like reaching out and yours was just super organic, which was super sweet and super awesome. Um, but I just want to, I guess I want to dive right on in and I want to hear first a little bit of back about your background rather. Cause I know you did some PT stuff and then you did yoga teaching and then you kind of merge, like, how did you blend all this stuff together? Like where did it all come about?
1: So I, I graduated high school early at 16 Um, Oh, she got brains. (laughs) (laughs) I did it in three years because I wanted to be a pop star and I knew that was what I was going for because I had been singing and dancing pretty much all of my life. Mm. Um, That's what got me out of Buffalo, New York, where I'm from. And I had uh, 10 years worth of singing and dancing professionally on tours and cruise ships and different theaters. So that was my life for a really long time. Uh, My sister is actually a physical therapist and she's been a therapist for over 20 years. She's such an amazing therapist and human. So it's great to have that in my family. But I got to a point where I was just so burnt out with performing and my body hurt every day. I had a couple of back strains. I uh, stretched my ACL in my left knee when I was like 17 doing shows. And, Whoa. you know, you just realize that you're you don't have a healthy body forever and you have to modify what you're doing. I just instinctually knew that. So um, something was tapping me on the shoulder. I was like, you know, I'm I'm meant to do something else like heal people or it was just calling to me. So my sister had said, why don't you go back to school for physical therapy? So that's what I did. I quit uh, singing and dancing cold turkey, like right in the middle of a year contract with a show in Tennessee. And then um, I went right into my physical therapist assistant program and I found yoga at the same time, because I was going through a bad breakup, and I was like, oh my god, I need yoga. I, need love. I was like, I need yoga.
0: Did you just say, eat, pray, love?
1: <laughs> I did. Lori of had me like, um. <laughs> oh.
0: No, I'm going to go to Bali for a month. It's, it's fine. I'm going to go find myself.
1: For real. It, yeah. That literally it was my whole vibe with that. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, with, with being a performer, all of us are kind of insecure, because Literally, anybody can tell you you suck. You can be a great singer and dancer, but you go to an audition, they'll be like, "Yeah, you're not what we're looking for." I'm sorry, bye. And you're like, "Wow, well, I'm not eating today." Whereas when I went to school for PT and I'm working with patients and I'm actively seeing people get better by my hands, my knowledge, you know, what the energy I'm putting forward, I was like, "This is something." It really instilled a lot of a deeper confidence in me, and it got me away from myself if that makes sense like yeah you're very self-absorbed i hate to say it but you're very into yourself and your image and you know and i kind of it's a big bout of like like a big piece of humble pie when you see somebody that comes in with an amputation or can't walk or can barely stand up from a chair and you get them up and moving within just a couple of months and they're looking at you with tears in their eyes going You did this. You helped me do it. And I'm like, I'm just the tour guide, but you, you know, I was able to help you do that. That really changed the gamut for me just in my entire life. So Mm. it's just been a passion of mine. And what I love about your podcast is Dharma dudes. So Dharma meaning purpose. Yeah. And um, I was lucky enough to not only find like one purpose early on in my life, but then a second one that is more towards helping humanity and helping people get out of pain. Cause I think that really changes the world because everybody's not everybody, but a lot of people are in pain in different ways and hurting. And so, if we can have other people who are healers um, out there in the world doing the the work of the Lord,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going down there tapping people on their foreheads.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, and I have friends who are religious, and they're just like, "Oh, child, your hands are anointed." I'm like, I think they kind of are.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. even in yeah. uh, yoga teaching and uh, teacher trainings and just working in a clinic, you know, you see 20 people a day and you have to put your hands on 20 different strangers a day. They don't know you from Adam, but you have to be able to um, disengage them very quickly mm-hmm. and get them to trust you because then the a treatment is not going to be effective. It doesn't matter how much you know as a physical therapist. If the patient doesn't trust you, it, it's, it's a moot point. And it's the same as a yoga teacher you know, they go very hand in hand. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. How did you then start to bring your two worlds together then? Like, I, I mean, you, obviously you were studying and then you started teaching yoga, but what, at what point did you decide they need to play together?
1: You know, what's weird is I, it was supposed to be the yoga to help the PT and it ended up being the other way around. Um, the studio that I trained at in Jacksonville that I got my teacher training, they were like, Hey, do you want to start doing our, our anatomy? Um, workshops for our teacher trainings and teaching some of that. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, I'll research it, write it for you. And and then I started teaching those anatomy workshops and I was like, huh, this is something I'm really good at this. And I really enjoy coaching people and breaking anatomy and biomechanics down in a way that's digestible, not only for the teachers, but for the students as well. And I was just naturally teaching from the body in my classes Gotcha, and, um, you know, it was always just, I'm, I'm going to be a PTA and that's it. And then it kind of swapped around. I'm like, okay, I want to be out there in the world, like teaching on yoga journal conferences. I had, I had already taught dance in the past. So it was kind of a natural progression and a, a transition. Um, so, and then I fell into daily Ohm through Sadie Nardini, who I've co-taught with over the years and kind of the rest is history. So I just feel like there's so much healing to be done in yoga when it's applied properly to the right client. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's not a sure.
1: one at all. Like I'm seeing that in the PT world. I'm seeing that in the yoga world. Like we're finding that out now with different styles of yoga, how they're actually a bit more detrimental and hard on the body than actually healing. Um, and the dogma and some of the things and people get really biased with different styles of yoga instead of questioning like, Hey, is this appropriate for the body? Is this appropriate for my clients? Um, so, you know, I always err on the side of science and research. And us physical therapists, you know, chiropractors, orthopedic surgeons, we're all on the cutting edge of every research that's coming out and our CEUs of what we take mm-hmm. to maintain our license. We have the newest trainings and the newest information that's coming out. So I'm yeah. trying to link that back to yoga instructors to give them better training and, um, just better information instead of digging around and hearing like five different things like eggs are good for you, eggs are bad for you, butter's good for you, butter's bad for you, don't do vinyasa, don't stand in your head, don't do this, don't do that, oh, do do this. You know, we're seeing a lot of that back and forth. Um, there, yeah. there is a lot of that. There's a lot, there, there's
0: <laughs> My there's brain a lot of
1: that. Stop. <laughs> Say it again. My brain doesn't ever stop. You know, I'm always thinking about anatomy, biomechanics, how to revamp the... My yoga style and what I'm putting out there in the world.
0: Yeah, there is. There, there, I agree that there's a lot of like. There's certain types of yoga schools where, like, this is the way that you do it, no matter what the body looks like or who it is. It's just the same for everyone, and so you almost. Some places they kind of force the body to go into those shapes, whether that's you know right or wrong, or you know. I mean, I don't want to judge anyone's yoga school by all means, but no, it just doesn't. Not- it doesn't seem to work for me. You know what I mean? That's like saying like this one T-shirt is going to fit everyone in the world,
1: right? And it, and it really doesn't because everybody's completely unique. Their bodies are completely unique. Just how their bones are built, the the torsion the bones, the different attachments to their muscles. Like, yes, generally, like the quad muscle attaches from here to here. Or, mm-hmm. you you know, you look you look at those, but everybody has something a little bit different. Maybe they're born with a little genetic anomaly, like. For instance, I have a bone spur in my left hip from years of dancing and gymnastics and grinding on it. So it's called a cam deformity. But some people are naturally born with that. And that means that the head doesn't quite fit in the socket. And then you right. get a few impingements. Um, you know, we don't have x-ray vision as yoga instructors, and neither do we as um, physical therapists. But we have the advantage of imaging through, you know, orthopedic surgeons and and all those things. So we have a little more In-depth knowledge to the people that we're working with as therapists, but as yogis and teachers, we don't. So you have to err on the side of science and what is like best practices. Right. Yeah. Going off of anatomy and biomechanics and and uh, injury prevention.
0: I think it's interesting to see, um, and, and maybe like where I'm at in my teaching as well. But like I've seen in the last few years, not necessarily. Maybe I just haven't been exposed to it in San Francisco, but definitely in LA, like there's a lot of yoga being taught. Is a lot of biomechanics and like different movement play, and uh, it's it's beginning to express itself very different than than I've seen it before. Like where, as in in San Francisco, I see a lot of like vinyasa based class, like just a lot of like flow and things like that. And I, I definitely added my own flair to to that stuff, but it's it's. Cool to see that people are starting to ask bigger questions on movements, um, and to bring in different elements. Because I don't, I I personally don't think that yoga is just the one way, and that's all you got to do. I think that you know you blending yoga with some other things, um, you know like things that help you pull and things that help you restore. Like I think that's really important than just having this like one physical practice that's done a certain way.
1: Right. Well, in the reality is that you know the best prehab, the best rehab is prehab. Yeah, let's so, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, you know I, you know yoga is a modality, working out is a modality, lifting weights, resistance training, mobility training, all these different things. But case in point, it depends on what your quote unquote dharma is. Um, you know, when you're working with clients, like my passion is more teaching yoga teachers, how to work with people privately because 80% of people have back issues. That's a mm. massive thing right now. It goes along with what we had talked about not too long ago, the um, like constant sitting. Everybody's sitting way, way, way too long, whether they're in traffic, they work at a desk. Like It's so detrimental to the spine and really your lifespan. Mm. Like Almost 40% of us sit more than eight hours. Are you trying to say that sitting is the new smoking? Yes. so into that. Get out of my head. I <laughs> mean, it, it is. I just I just stole your material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's really uh, it's true. But what I've learned being a physical therapist assistant and yogi, like unless it's meaningful to your client or the patient, they're not going to do it. You can put together the best flow and just really believe it, but if you can't sell it to them and get them to really buy it, you know, jump onto the bandwagon with you and stick with it. Right. You're, you're not serving that person. I, I hate to say it, but there's so many times that I had to sell my treatment to my patients. Um, or, you know, my private clients, I'm like, Hey, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you only do this like one time a week, right. It's progressive, it's cumulative, everything that you do. And, now, with everything moving so fast these days, like it's almost shortened practices are a lot better than longer ones.
0: People say, say more to that. Um, you know, I,
1: people want like a 15 to 30 minute practice, they don't want 45 hour, 75 minute classes. And I'm sure people will refute me on that and be like, well, I get people who say I want 75 minute classes. You'll always have those people, but the average person wants the Biggest amount of results with the least amount of effort. That's just kind of how we're programmed. Right, 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 right. We want to save money. We want to make mo- more money. We want to, you know, be able to have this fabulous life without much effort. And you, there's a lot of research to support that. Right. We want yeah. five minute apps. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. While we eat Doritos. Be <laughs> like nothing tastes as thin as Doritos. Now. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, everything in moderation.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs>
1: um, you know, and I tell people preventative work is better than rehab. You know, in the United States especially, we are more treatment-based with everything. Of course. such a lack of prehab. There's such a lack of preventative um, movement, preventative medicine. Like, it's just not tooted in our country. Um, you go over to Europe and my friends who are are overseas are like, oh no, 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 I can go to a physical therapist as many times as I want, like before I do any activity and get evaluated for any weaknesses. So you don't build into, um, compensation patterns. And we're seeing that a lot, like in yoga, if you're people who are coming to yoga, they're hurting, they already got stuff going on because
0: they're like, I should really go to yoga. Right, 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 right. They come at the last minute
1: they come at the last minute. We're seeing a lot more aging bodies and, and, uh, age progressed bodies. I hate to say old or older because that just sucks to hear for anybody. Right. So it's like age progressed or more mature. Like we, we have to shift what we're actually doing. Um, as we get older, what I did in my twenties, I can't do now in my thirties is just not feasible. It's not healthy for my joints either. If I want them to Perform for me another 30 years down the road. And I'm seeing this now with my parents, and as they're getting up into their 50s, 60s, 70s, how their bodies are changing. You know, collagen and elastin is breaking down, the strength is breaking down. Um, So I'm like, how do we maintenance this so you're able to do the things you love longer? And that's prehab. And 10 to 15 minutes a day, I tell people that's all they they really need. Um, So a lot of the programs that I developed for Daily Ohm. I keep it at about 15 minutes max or even my YouTube videos, they're 30 minutes or under because people want to quick hit and get in and out and feel really good and move about their day.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. They want to be able to like, just, yeah, I understand. They, they want that, get it in, get it out and then continue on. Yeah. It's like a Friday night date. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, see, I see. I get you, I get, I see what you did there. Well played. Yeah. Well played. yeah you know, let's talk more about the sitting thing.
1: So here's the funny thing. Now that I'm not in a clinic as much anymore, I you know, write, edit, produce, do all the things for every single course and every single piece of content that I do. I find myself, I'm sitting a lot and frequently. And guess what? I've got SI joint and low back pain now. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. And I'm like, I'm healthy. I do my things. But I also have to do my maintenance work. So I set my timers to get up every 20 to 30 minutes. Mm. And if I don't, I'll camp and I'll sit there for three hours figuring something out. And then I wonder why my back is screaming at the end of the day. Right. And you know, so what happens with sitting is, is you're, you know, if, are you familiar with Tom Meyer's work? Yeah. Love him. Yeah. 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 So like deep core line, like we don't activate deep core line. Most people don't even know how to recognize it um, unless they're taught, but even sitting, you don't activate deep core line as much. As so can, I'm gonna
0: pause. can we break down what deep core line is yeah. just so that everyone listening is like, what?
1: Absolutely. So deep core line, we're built with different lines of fascia in our body. So if you've ever worked with a boneless, skinless chicken breast, that stretchy bit that's on the outside of the chicken breast, that's your fascia. And all of us have that wrapped around our entire body to maintain the shape, to keep the skin taut against the muscles so it's this fine mesh and webbing, and they're even seeing like it's the first reaction for your nervous system to create signals back to the brain for mm-hmm. you know, movement and things like that, um, sensory and motor. Um, so that deep core line is from the inner soles of your feet. It runs up the insides of your shin, your adductors, sweeps back into your psoas behind your guts, comes up into your uh, diaphragm. All the way out into your tongue, they can dissect that all as one piece. And what that line does is gives you lift away from gravity. So I call it the Defying Gravity Line. Okay. Um, Deep core line or Defying Gravity Line because you can zip. zip because them.
0: she was a showgirl,
1: you know. You <laughs> know, I'm, I'm throwing my things in there for theater people, even though I'm not a musical theater. I'm dude. catching it. So, I'm
0: laughing. That's you know, listen. I'm that's all that matters.
1: So. Yeah. And, and you got to give people things that when you're teaching them this stuff, like deep core line, like whatever helps you remember it. Like my mom taught me how to spell nose when I was a kid by spelling it on my nose. And then the E was a finger up the nose. So it was N-O-S-E. <laughs> you know, was too, but I've always remembered that the rest of my life. And so when you do that, people remember that. So anyway, going back... that deep core line gives us lift away from gravity and we don't always access it. You know, everybody's like, Oh, stand up straight. But really what does that mean? Because there's no perfect posture. Hmm. So when we sit, you know, the legs are turned off. We are clinging heavily onto our psoas, but then we start to fatigue and we just dump and roll the pelvis backwards. So now we've got compression on the front of the lumbar vertebrae. So we're bulging out the back. And we're just creating more and more pressure because the discs are pressurized already. They have that um, toothpaste-like jelly on the inside, but the discs are really, really strong. You know, people think that they're some fragile, you know, structure, and they're really not. They're really built for shock absorption. But as we get older, they start to dehydrate. They start to lose height. We're more at risk for spinal fractures from jumping and plopping down in chairs. But When you sit in crap posture, you know, forget my language, for hours and hours and hours and you're just stretching out that back area of your discs, well, eventually you're going to build into a bulge and you're going to build into, you know, a um, extrusion or a herniation and it starts to impinge the the nerves. So we're losing more height as we're getting older because we're allowing ourselves to be crushed by gravity. So we've got to get that deep core line engaged every single day and strengthen. So we're always naturally lifting up away from gravity. So, you know, when I teach yoga, I always tell people to hoist your bones away from the earth. Everything should build from the ground up. It's natural. It's, it's physics. It's the law of physics. You have to press down and get up. Right, right. It's the rebound effect. Right, right. Yeah. Ground reaction force.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: For yeah. those of you who are physics and anatomy nerds, like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but
0: we're, nerds we're,
1: yeah we're not seeing a lot of that in yoga so much right now of that that rebound and that pressing down to get up it's very from top down approach instead of from ground up and everything that you build in life starts from a foundation of grounding down to build it up you don't build a house from the top down
0: it wouldn't be a very smart house <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> not so much so um you know that the, the sitting—you see it all the time. I was just in the airport flying back um, recently, and I just see everybody on their cell phones with their heads cocked forward, stressing out C six, C seven at the base of their neck, and their rounded posture, shoulders rounded inward, internally rotated. It's like we're starting to look like like monkeys. Yeah, literally. Like if you see the progression, remember like the 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 evolution of mankind. It's 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 starting starting to to go go back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And and people fight us on that too, but that's fine. Namaste. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment. I'm open to all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But we are, we're regressing and our how we're allowing technology to take us into worse postures Mm -hmm. is affecting us. So I treat now TechSec Like I built a whole course around it for people because I just want to put out stuff that actually addresses the problem and prevents it before you actually get into a problem. Because once you have neck issues with your discs, it's no bueno because there's so many nerve endings or sorry, um, nerve roots that come out of your neck and run into your hands and your arms. So you start to get weakness, tingling, numbness. People think it's carpal tunnel and
0: it's not. So this is something that people can start to, this program specifically, this is something people can do as prehab.
1: The Corporate Crusader is based on the things I use for desk workers and yoga. It's a yoga format, but it's all PT-based exercises that I've used for years with office workers because I've treated hundreds of them. Mm. Um, And same for TechSnack. It's the same thing of how do you do the preventative work to get back? And I always make my courses less than it would be for them to go to a copay visit with the PT, because usually it's about 45 to $65 to see me in office. And then privately, it's even more. So I'm like, well, hey, how about I save you some time and you don't have to do six weeks of therapy, you can start now before you even get into a problem, because then you lose time at work. Who wants to go to the therapist for an hour twice a week, because usually it's two to three visits per week for six to eight weeks. And sometimes you don't even get the best results, because we have to turn and burn so many patients in order to you know, keep the lights on basically.
0: Right, right, right. Anyway. We need to get get people to start taking care of themselves beforehand and stop sitting so much. I mean, guys, get up. Like if you're
1: (laughs) you're sitting right now, get up and walk around. Like march in place, like stretch out. If you got your headphones on, every 20 to 30 minutes, you should get up. Like at the end of this, at the end of this podcast, I'm getting up and doing some movement because I was just like not, or sorry, I was just on a plane.
0: Um, I'm doing the Beyonce single ladies dance right now as we're podcasting. So that I move.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're sitting, you can be moving around doing like, um, my move called Beyonce Asana circa 2003 baby boy, you know, or like rib rolls. Cause you know, I like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should have done a live stream of this podcast.
1: I'm in my,
0: you know, there's I'm a just, lot of just, visuals I'm going on going right now.
1: Around <laughs> in my bed. Like, you know. Did you say Katy Perry? (laughs) I did, you know, riding Harleys in in Hawaii.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, so good. We literally should have done a live broadcast of this (laughs) show.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, because I always end my classes now with Namaste and Beyonce, because why not?
0: That's what you. That's your thing now. Oh Namaste yeah, and oh,
1: yeah. I have forever that, and you, and the badass in me honors and recognizes the badass in you.
0: That one's cute. I like that one. The Beyonce yeah. thing. It's, that's yeah, a
1: Beyonce, Asana, and, and <laughs> 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 um,
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, i I'm really passionate right now about helping yoga instructors create more opportunity. I'm, I'm working on currently this year, bridging the gap between like physical therapy and yoga and the medical field in yoga. Yeah, Trying to get more yoga instructors employed or collaborating with medical facilities and knowing how to speak to these healthcare providers, doing in-services and knowing that they have the training to work with specific patient populations that are coming out of PT, but they need to keep going. And you know, doctors are prescribing. I just had a conversation with a neurologist friend of mine. He's like, "I'm prescribing yoga, but here's the thing. I don't have any education on what certain uh, studios or instructors, what styles or what what their knowledge is regarding some of my patients who have neurological issues like, multiple sclerosis or, you know, mild Parkinson's or have had a stroke or chronic back pain, radiating back pain, all these things that we're not taught in our
0: 200 or even 300 hour trainings. There's it's not too there. big of concepts. Like you don't, you're not even ready for that when you're trying to digest the, what you just drank out of a fire hose.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause it is, it's all in a vacuum. It's like, phew. yeah, but I think breaking it down, like I have the, the spinal reset online teacher training. It's a 50 hour training. And I, have taught yoga instructors how to work with back pain patients specifically in every single pathology that I know as a therapist that I've treated personally. Um, knowing what yoga postures to give certain people, what not, how to go in and provide in-services of the services that you offer if you're Spinal Reset certified, to go mm-hmm. in and talk to physical therapists and orthopedic surgeons, chiropractors, you know, um, ortho, um, osteopaths and It's really important because that's a whole nother stream of A, revenue, B, helping people because all of us want to help people and C, um, it's a whole nother language that you get to speak. Right. It amplifies you and puts you way ahead of the gamut because there's how many yoga instructors right now in the world and more
0: too many, too
1: many with not enough education and or. And it's not in a bad way that I say that. It's that there's not enough good education out there. We have to keep pushing more out for people. Right. Right. So, you know, that's kind of been my shtick and my, my, um, my, uh, battle, I guess, that I want to put out there and, and forging ahead and innovating, um, to employ more yoga teachers because we spend a lot of money to get these, I, and then we can't get jobs or we're getting paid $25 for a class. And that's ridiculous
0: yeah i think it's super cool i mean it's 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 important to it's important to honor um uh, it's important to honor the practice and i also think that it's important to bring in newer education and newer research and newer things that we're doing when it comes to specific movement of the practice and the way that you know we're, we are changing that you know like for people forget that the practice really you know the, the modern day physical vinyasa thing is, is new it's really new yeah so and it add, progress. what's that it
1: has to progress 100% I think one place and then you got to move it to the next and you, yeah. know, you have to have that awareness.
0: Yeah. I think to, to, to add these different elements and layers are not just great for teachers, but it's, you're creating more stable bodies. You're creating more functional humans. You're creating more people that are going to be aware of their physical body, which then can, you know, be more aware of themselves, which then goes into the whole healing pattern of the rest of the yoga practice. So I think you, it's a win-win all in all.
1: Well, you know, if, um, there's a line by JLo and I love you, Poppy. And she's like, if you want to cure the body, you got to start with the head. <laughs> um, but it's sometimes the other way around. You have to work with the body to sometimes cure the head.
0: Right it's, right. it's
1: anonymous. You know, there's traumas that are stored. You know, I work a lot with, with that, with stored trauma in the body, um, breath work and things like that, that I incorporated in PT. And I got really, really great results, um, and fast and you know, when a patient or a client feels amazing, they're like, oh my God, I'm coming back because they've got this new lease on life and their head just goes, Right now you're their guru and they're telling all their friends about them. And I feel like that's a really important selling point for yoga teachers who are trying to build more clients, especially private clients, because that's where the money really is. Um, Mm. You want to be successful. I worked in Palm Springs. I worked with celebrities. I worked with really, really wealthy people and, um, influential people. And you really have to know what you're talking about and be able to get results immediately in the first time that you work with somebody or you're done. They're like, that wasn't very good. It wasn't worth my time or my money. Sorry. Right. Um, which is hard. That's a lot of pressure.
0: Um, but yeah. That's awesome. What, right. uh, question, what, what, I, well, I have, okay. So I have, I have one, like one last question for you. If, Absolutely. if you were to tell, you have tons of programs that are all super awesome and doing really well because they're super smart. If you were to tell someone the, the, the teachers that are listening to this, uh, to this podcast right now, what would you recommend they start with?
1: Um, You know, it de- It depends. If they're more interested in working with like back pain patients, trying to get into more uh, referrals for medical care providers, then yeah, the spinal reset online teacher training, it'll be the best investment because you'll make four times that what you paid for the training and there's Mm -hmm. lifetime updates on it. So as I learn in my PT field, more research that's coming out, I put it right into my program (laughs) because, you know, everything changes. It has to evolve, but if they're looking for stuff they can start to incorporate just into their own classes Like on Daily Om, the 14-Day Spinal Reset, if they have people who need chair yoga that sit a lot or can't get down on the floor, Desk Yoga for the Corporate Crusader, which is on my personal site. Um, Overcoming Body Stiffness is another great one. That one pairs with the 14-Day Spinal Reset. And that's just for, I like to say the average person, but it doesn't mean that a yoga instructor couldn't take... Some of those techniques and start to incorporate them with their clients. I would love to see more yoga instructors working privately with people because I think that's really where we're headed and what needs to happen instead of these big group classes. Um, right. you know, right. People need one on one attention. And I think if you can reduce what you're charging for private clients or do small group, like targeted small group, you're going to be so full schedule wise that it's not going to matter. Yeah. yeah. Or to like this big, you know, 50 people in a class and you're making less than a hundred dollars. Cause I'm thinking like when I was in Florida, I was making $25 a class and a dollar a head.
0: Killing it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, which is not a lot, but I was grateful for it at that point in time. So I wanted to just sure. see everybody winning and killing it and doing the work of the Lord. because <laughs> <laughs> There's some really awesome yoga instructors that just need a leg up or exposure to more, bet more and better education and other instructors besides the same ones that we see all the time on the internet that say the right. same stuff, uh, but that's why I love you and Rocky being out there because it's such a different perspective and you know you're putting out really really great stuff. I love this podcast, you know, so it's really uh, to be on it and I'm proud of both of you and how much you're doing out there it's It's incredible
0: uh, Rocky, if you're listening to this, he's a little more proud of me than he is of you, so it's fine.
1: Uh. <laughs> I love
0: you, Jackie. You
1: inspire me every
0: day. Oh, Justin, so good to have you on the show today. Thank man. You so I, I'm much, so, and so thank cool. you
1: everybody for listening. If you're out there, I
0: appreciate yeah. it. I, I, thank you for supplying all the things that you're supplying for teachers. I'll make sure that I leave all of your uh, links in the show notes. That way, all these teachers can can get all your stuff. Thank you so so much again for coming on the show yeah, and for sharing all this knowledge. Sorry for rambling so much. Namaste. Oh, no, it's perfect. Are you kidding? We love this. <laughs> until the next uh, yogi misfit sessions this is danny and tristan saying peace out peace out namaste and beyonce and beyonce of course